This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another Wednesday edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. As always, on Wednesday night, we do it live in the Spotify green room. If you're listening to us live, thanks for joining us. If you're not, download the Spotify Green Room app, then set your alerts, follow us, Saints Happy Hour, and then when we go live, you'll get an alert on your phone, and you can talk Saints. Uh, we goof off. We talk all kinds of stuff. Last week, we talked Pelicans. It was a great discussion with Chris Connor. except Spotify's new system ate the tape, and we couldn't post it. We couldn't post it after, which stunk. They better not have that happen this week, Andrew. But the Saints, Andrew actually did us a solid and after five o'clock broke a bunch of news so i would like to thank the saints first of all mike haas is going to be the play-by-play guy i think that was kind of expected i would say uh he's been working for the saints he's a long time new orleans new orleans uh media guy he's going to do a great job and he's going to have that job for like 20 years like he's not going to be zach streif and, and go go somewhere else yeah, that's like the pinnacle of his life right there. I mean, he he's he was on the news, he was on WWL forever, and then he was like a Saints sideline MC yeah. Yeah. in the Superdome. Like that that's that's where I've seen him front and center the most recently. So yeah, if anything, this is a promotion for him and like a dream job. And I yeah. can I, I can't see him ever leaving unless he, like Jim Henderson is retiring, you know? And he's and he's just so he was so I mean, he was so good at sports. He moved he from, was. from yeah. From sports, he moved from sports and did the news. Like he did the regular news and was their regular ten o'clock anchor for a while because he was. I think it was like, hey, I, I love doing sports, but my kids are older and I want to see them play sports on the weekends. I think, so I th- I, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to be great, Ralph. Because like, I'm just thinking about Mike Haas and like the thing I loved about Zach when he was doing play by play is that he knew the players, he knew the plays and he could explain the game in a way that I think most play by play guys really can't. Like, you know, there's just mm-hmm. knowledge of the game where like, I just felt like every time I listen to Zach, I learned something. And so I think that was what I really appreciated about the way he called the game. He just had a deeper level of understanding. I, I just think my cost, like I just remember him from the news channels, like his delivery and his, speech pattern and all that is like it's just total totally pro totally and, on point and i i just think like he's gonna be one of those guys where like, he knows just enough about sports like jim henderson and his delivery is gonna be really good that i just think it's gonna be spot on yeah and i think he's gonna have i think he's gonna have that jim henderson sort of vibe where it's like 
I'm the Saints play-by-play guy, and of course I want the Saints to win. But if the Saints are terrible, you will know it in my tone of voice. And, yeah, that's and, the only like thing about Mike Klaus is he's pretty professional. Yeah. So I, I just think he he's gonna like bring like a certain level of professionalism to the play by play. And my only I don't want to say gripe like Jim Henderson. You knew when he was disgusted. You knew when it he was, was so like, good. You, so yeah, good. it was, it was like it. this wry, like kind of kind of dry, like disgust. Where like he would stay so professional. Good. But like you just could hear it in his voice. Yeah. You know Joel Myers with the Pelicans. He's, he's on like TV. that. It's the disappointed, he, it's disappointed dad voice. Like sad dad is. voice. Yeah, it is. Like, like I love you've, it. You've I, disappointed me, son. Uh, but Haas, I don't know if Mike Haas is going to have that. He might be too positive. Yeah, I, I need. I, I, I don't mind it. Like if the if the Saints are getting their head kicked in, like it's okay. You don't have to like openly bash them but your tone can be like this is awful i remember when i was a kid and my, we would go to church and we go to church at noon and I, you get out of church at like 12 30 12 35 the, the priest at saint pius father screen was like everybody knew that like 12 o'clock master in football season he was like on warp speed to get done so he could go watch the saints so i appreciate i appreciated that with him but i could get in the car and i could I would play a game with my dad. I would guess if the Saints were winning if it was the middle of the game and it wasn't coming back from commercial just by the tone of Jim Henderson's voice. Oh, and yeah, I'm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, knew. Was, he knew instantly. Yeah. 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 Him and – Jim Henderson was – he was great with Archie. He was great with Hokey. He was – I think actually – Jim Henderson said this. Like he was incredibly close to Hokey, even more so than Archie, because him and Hokey – they had a bond of like loving the outdoors and fishing and stuff. So they were like friends when they weren't on the air. So when, 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 so Jim had said, you know, when, when Hokie passed away, it wasn't that he didn't love doing it with Deuce. It just wasn't quite the same, you know, but, but, but Mike Haas is going to do, he's going to do an amazing job. And, and I, I don't, he's been in New Orleans for, he, he came into New Orleans in 1989. So he's probably been in New Orleans. He's like Dave. He's been in New Orleans longer than he's been anywhere else, so he's pretty much a New Orleans New Orleanian now. Um, so that's cool. So, and by the way, anybody in the room, if you want to ch- if you want to chat, uh, to pipe in, uh, talk to us about uh, my co- what you think of my cost, and we have a couple other questions, things we'll talk about in a minute. But Andrew, the Saints actually broke news. Mickey Loomis, I think it was on WWL or somewhere. Yep. He WWL, he, sa- yep. he said uh, that basically. The Saints, like, they are looking to do something at corner. And the salary cap, if, if it wouldn't have been such uh, gone down because of the pandemic, they probably would have made maybe a different decision with Janoris. I t- me and you took it two different ways. I took it as Mickey Loomis announcing that uh, I don't trust any corner not named Lattimore, and if I need to – by God, I will try to use Cleveland Brown cap space to trade for Stephon Gilmore. YOLO warning in full effect as the Saints start out September really well. But you took it as a diff- in a different way than I did. Well, I, I mean, they're strapped for cash. I mean, there's no denying that. That's obvious. And Mickey Loomis said as much. He's like, look, we'd already have – we mm-hmm. probably would have kept Janoris Jenkins, A. And B, if we had any money, we would have signed someone already. So he, he's basically coming out and saying – 
there's there's space on our roster. If someone wants this starting cornerback spot opposite Marshawn Lattimore, like it's there for the taking. That's what he's saying out loud. And he's like, look, we have no money. We have no space. So if you're if you're a starting cornerback out there in the league, the job can be yours. You just have to accept my dog shit offer. I, I <laughs> so, think that I think that's what he's putting out there. And so we know that Richard Sherman. It's a love it, letter to Richard Sherman. It, it, it's basically <laughs> letting Richard Sherman know, like they've already had Kirkpatrick in for the visit. They had yeah. the uh, they had the Colts guy. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Uh, you know, Corey or TJ Corey. So like, and he went they, back to the Colts, yeah. Well, because they're lowballing all these guys. And like, I think all these guys are like, yeah, man, I really can't take that offer in the sense of like, hey, you'll be a starting cornerback on a pretty good team. Uh, and so I think this is Mickey Loomis. Look, n- none of this is ever by accident. And when he goes public and he puts a soundbite out there like that, he's trying to tighten the bolts on Richard Sherman. And he's, try- he's trying to put the word out there that like, look, if you're not going to take something, if you're not going to do something with us – we're going to keep shopping. Well, we're signing a corner. It's either going to be you or it's going to be someone else. But, like, the first guy that accepts our low ball, you know, th- that's who we're going to sign. And I, the- I just think they would have signed someone already if they didn't want Sherman. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would have yeah, found a Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, yeah. I, I, I think they want Sherman. Like, I, I just think if Sherman were to sign with someone, like, they would get a, a different guy the next day. Yeah, I – the thing that that I I didn't listen to it, so I didn't know. I don't know if if it, it might have been Mike Haas's first day there. I don't know. I don't know who did the interview with Loomis, but the follow up question to that would have been, okay, Mickey, you say you want a corner. Does that mean in an ideal world you want to add a corner before camp starts? Um. Just because I think that's the interesting part, right? Like, are they, are they, are they like, we have, we really want to add a corner, or they are like, kind of like, we really want to add a corner, but maybe if Adiba looks okay for the first week of practice, we'll cool our heels a little bit. So, no, I don't think, I don't think he puts out there, we like the guys we got, but you can't ever have enough, and we want 
another guy and we regret cutting mm-hmm. Janoris Jenkins. Like you don't put that out there unless you want a guy now. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. do you, do you think, do you think Sean Payton like drunk, drunk texted Richard Sherman from his wedding? He's like, I am on my honeymoon, Richard, and I'm texting you sign the damn contract. There's no <laughs> doubt. Zero doubt. Probably like, probably like halfway into his third beer. That's what yeah. I texted. He, he was letting those fly like early in the night. Yeah. I feel like – I love it. He dad. was in the suite. He was in the honeymoon suite. Sweet. After the wedding with his bride. What's her name? Skylene? Yeah. And he was firing off text to Richard. He, I wonder if he did it like right before he walked down the aisle and uh, like Connor was like, Dad, put your phone away. Stop texting. Stop texting Richard Sherman. It's your wedding. But uh, I, I'm always excited to, to, to these, these shows in the offseason. And by the way, most of the people that are probably listening to this are patrons. But if you're not, I got a really good reason that, for you to become a patron. Me and Andrew recorded shows. When, Andrew, we did them yesterday. Did we do them yesterday or did we do them Monday? I forget. But we did topics of. Saints play the best Saints player to get drunk with, and we did a podcast on Saints players we hate, and we tried to guess each other's Saints players that we hated. Andrew was way way better than me at guessing mine than I was at guessing his. Andrew just was like just hitting ropes. He get <laughs> you, what did you you guessed four out of five of mine? Something like that, yeah. And I had a guy that was like. When he when you hear the name, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I hate that fucking guy." But it's kind of like a deep cut from the Hazlitt era of of hatred of Saints players. Bush, you know what though, Andrew? Let's throw it out there, people. Let's let's throw that. It's a fun topic, guys in the room. Matt or Chris or Joshua, who's a Saints player? And it doesn't have to be a bad necessarily a bad player or a draft bust. It could just be a Saints player that played for a while with the Saints, and you just didn't like them. And maybe other people liked them, and you were like, "I." hate that guy is it you know oh matt's matt's jumping in matt what you got for us oh the one player i did not like the most was uh one of uh has last picks from 2005 josh bullocks yeah i hate it i hate it that's a deep but I'm, su- I'm surprised because... of, of all the jim Hazlitt safeties you pick josh bullocks over to Bucky Jones. That's interesting. Didn't Josh yeah, Bullocks have an interception to, to seal Sean Payton's first win, though? Did he? I got to look that up. I got to yeah, look that up. Look 2006 that up. Saints. Did he stay with the team in 2006? I no, got to look. I think it was gone like after 04. I'm pretty sure. Like Bullock sent him. Look. Sent him his papers. I think, but- I think you're. I think you're making shit up, bro. I, I'm. I'm going to the. I'm going to the box. There's court. no way Sean Payton would have hung on to Josh Bullocks. I'm telling you. There's. A, there's a. Um, yeah. I gotta look at. I gotta look at stats for. Okay, Charlie. Yeah, Josh Bullock. He's Scott Fujita and Josh Bullocks. Josh Bullocks had the interception on the Browns' final drive, and wrapped up Sean Payton's first yeah. win. I knew. I knew Josh Bullocks did something good. I should have seen. Yeah, I guess, I guess he managed to be in that right position that one time. Because that's why I remember him that's really, right. just being in the worst position. <laughs> Probably two memories I have are from the 2008 season. The first one was when Santana Moss burned a rookie, Tracy Porter, because you had no deep safety. He was basically going against 
a really talented <laughs> wide receiver alone as a rookie. And the play was supposed to be Josh Bullock's was a deep safety. Instead, he's chopping with his pal Roman Harper right by the first down line. And it gave uh, the Washington football team the win. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Bryant Young. He had two and a half sacks versus the Brown. I'm looking at this box score. Yeah. Brian, Young, <laughs> Brian Young was the truth, man. Oh, yeah. I think that's Brian, why he, he was, was the pass rush specialist for so long under Peyton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he he uh, he was a he was one of the really great signs. Like the Saints, they sort of they did a lot of crap signings and bargain binge signings. Wonder has like Orlando Ruff and stuff. But but Bryant Young was like a, just a great signing um, for them. Um but uh, Matt, thank thanks for the uh, thanks for the uh, Saints player you hate. I want I I need Josh Bullets is a good one. I mean, that's, that's a, a strong answer. Oh, he we was, got a, he was garbage. We got we got we got Joshua. He wants to tell Joshua who's a Saints player you hated. Saints player I hated, and I'm probably get some flack for this. I hated Tavares Cadet. Uh, hmm. I, <laughs> that's fair. That's a lot I, of people that hated him. He was he was uh, he was one of those people where I felt like Peyton just kept him around because he's like oh he's gonna break out one day he's gonna do something really good and it was just <laughs> crunch time would come down it would be like okay Tavares Cadet's gonna get the ball he's gonna run a halfback slam and he's gonna get like maybe a yard or a negative it's gonna yard. be third and five he's gonna run in the flat and he's gonna get four he wasn't exactly. he wasn't a, he wasn't a running back he was just like a receiver out of the backfield. Exactly. Yeah. And that, it drove me up the wall. I'm like, why is he hanging around? There are other players on this roster. And then yesterday I watched the game. Uh, I think it was like the 2012 game against the Eagles. Um, and we're playing them on Monday Night Football. And, of course, Tavares Cadet coughs the ball up <laughs> on the yep. four-yard line. And I'm like, this dude stuck around. Um, that guy and then um, I'm trying to, there was one other guy that just he just – Later on, Fred Fred McAfee, like he he uh, oh yeah wow uh, late, late, Fred, late Fred late Fred late Fred was he was getting burnt man he was when he was done he was done he was burnt toast and he was getting burned I mean burned like literally oh, you're, you're you're talking about Fred Thomas oh Fred Thomas sorry, I'm sorry not Fred yeah Fred so Thomas, I was Fred like Thomas. why why are you how's his special team are getting burned <laughs> burned He's yeah, not talking about Fred Thomas. Yeah, yeah Fred yeah. Thomas, he would get burnt to a toast. Like the dude would catch the ball, and Fred Thomas was nowhere on my screen physically. That Fred, Fred like, Thomas oh, was okay. last year. Like he retired two years too late. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was good. He was a good player. And then when when the wheels came off, he was bad. He was real bad. Like he, he, if, he'd have call, if he'd have called it quit after, after 2004, we'd be like, man, Fred Thomas, good little corner. How is Chris? Chris is picking on Aaron Stecker, man. Aaron Stecker was like a chronic overachiever. Yeah, Chris, explain yourself. Explain yourself. I've made you. I've made you speak. Explain yourself uh, on your on your slander for Chris Stecker. I mean Aaron Stecker. Aaron Stecker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He can't speak. He says he can't speak right now. He must have. Aaron Stecker annoyed me, but I never hated him. I loved Aaron Stecker, man. He was – I felt like he was a try-hard, fun guy. And, and he had that one game against Atlanta where he ran for like 150 yards, broke yeah. like two long touchdown runs, remember? Yeah. That like, came out of nowhere. Yeah, like yeah, – That was awesome. Aaron, Aaron Stecker, he was like – he was like um, 
He's like dollar store Reggie Bush. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll give you – I'll give people a tease and this is a reason if you're not a patron, you should subscribe. Uh, my list, I had who's, – who's, who's a name that we should t- – Tell them that was on our, our most hated list. Andrew Fez like a tease. Well, well, for me, it, you know, I'll throw out there Albert Connell. I mean, you don't, oh, you, don't that's it, yeah. you don't steal from, <laughs> steal Deuce, from Deuce, man. You don't steal <laughs> cash, especially after you've been stealing from the Saints because they gave you a huge contract to come. And he left uh, the at the time the Washington Redskins, but he he left them in free agency and got a nice deal from the Saints. I think it was two years, ten million, which at the time was an astronomical free agent contract for a receiver a receiver yeah yeah it was a nice deal and he comes and i think he he lasts one year he catches like 12 balls he was awful and before he left he made sure he stole like he it was a lot of money first of all deuce what are you doing with like twenty thousand dollars in cash in your locker room like it was a lot of money it was like what is that amount of money doing in your locker room in cash but regardless he stole it and that was just incredibly – that was a really fucked up thing to do. Yeah, it was. The, the only thing I remember besides Albert Connell stealing Deuce's money, he had a ridiculous catch the first week against Buffalo in 2001. Like just – it was yeah. just in, in, insane. The Saints the Saints like clobber Buffalo that first Matt, week. Matt, like, said, Matt says he low-key disliked Charles Brown. Dude, like no, no, no that, there's no low key. Low key we all we all hated key. that guy. We <laughs> hated him. <laughs> like, and, and and we talked about it on the on the Saints hate the list. Was he he was on your list, right, Andrew? Who? Uh, Charles Brown, or he didn't make it. I don't remember. Uh, I think he was one of my guesses for you. But, yeah, my yeah. thing with Charles Brown was I think the reason why I didn't hate him with more intensity is because the Saints transitioned from him to Teron Armstead, and it was such a good transition that we the hatred from Charles Brown is less. Like, if they'd have gone from Charles Brown to another shitty offensive tackle to another one, we'd be yeah. like, oh, fucking Charles Brown. It's just he was the worst of the – he was the worst, and it was nothing but bad tackles for a decade, and I hated yeah, him if, the most. If we had gone from Charles Brown or Bryce Harris, right? Yeah, that was it. That was, that was an uh, So we talked about – you know the topic here is craziest games, and uh, right right at the start, you know Jafar, uh, who, who has already left, he said Giants versus Saints 2015. Yeah, I mean that 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 game was yeah. nuts. I mean Eli had what five touchdown passes, Drew had seven, 52 to 49, and the unlucky un, uh, the uh, unlikely hero at the end was Kai Forbath hitting uh, 50. I can't remember, it was like a 54 yarder. Yeah. I mean, he banged one in there, yeah. So Cut. Saints win yeah. for like fifty-two to forty-nine. That game was insane. Uh, but Todd, Todd has a good one. Yeah, a low right. key, like unexpected I asked him one. So get him I, in I, here. I, I invited Todd to speak, but uh, I don't know if he if he refused me or or what. But Todd, I'm gonna I'm gonna invite you to speak again. There he is. Oh, there he there he is, Todd. Uh, you I, was a, you I was just reading one. about it. You know, I had to I had to I had to, I had to refresh my memory. You know, but that, this was a game where even after it had been settled, my head just hummed in disbelief. <laughs> this because, is where I the mean, Saints have a huge lead, right? And they yeah. like, like 45, yeah, 45 yeah. to 10 lead. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was one of those Sundays that we had, especially back then, we weren't used to just being able to, you know, go in cruise control mode and enjoy the rest of the game. 
There was only yeah, we something. were still in seven and nine. Yeah. PTSD. Yeah. The thing that was interesting about that game was, you know, the Saints. I want to say from twenty from twenty fourteen all the way until that game in twenty seventeen. So they went. 15, 16, 15 and 16, the Saints had like the longest stretch in the NFL of not being over 500 at all, ever. And remember, they had started 0-2. That's and they right, got, yeah. They got to 2-2 two and two and they went they, they, they went to Carolina 1, they went to England and, and pistol with the Dolphins and shut them out. So we were like, yeah. oh my God, they're 2-2. Two and two. We thought the season was over. We thought the, the Peyton era, the Peyton Breeze era was over. The defense yeah. is playing good. Oh, and we're beating the Lions 45 to 10. This is amazing. And then all in one foul swoop, the bad defense just comes on back and we're like, Oh God. And this is, of course, this was, this was all after 28 to three and, you know, at the height of us just giving them hell. Yeah. You know, and then it's just like, Oh my God, we're going to blow a 35 point lead. What I, what, what I remember <laughs> most about what I remember most about this game is that you know it went from like forty. I, I want to say the Saints were up seven, so they went. They were from. I'm not looking at. I don't have my computer in front of me, but I remember them being up like thirty four points, or you know, forty five to ten. You forty five to middle 10, of the okay. third quarter, and then the Lions middle get it of down the to, third. The Lions get the <laughs> the Lions get it down to seven, and they get the ball back. Yes, so, right. And at, at this point, they're scoring at will, and I'm just like, the game's over. And, like, the, the Lions are winning. At this point, I'm like, resign. Like, we're gagging us away. And uh, yeah. Cam Jordan tips a pass yep. and, like, tips it to himself in the end zone for a yeah. zero-yard touchdown. <laughs> like, a right. zero-yard yes. zero return touchdown. Like, he intercepts it in the end zone and scores <laughs> the pick six. And then after he's so, like, I'm really excited for a second. I'm like, hell yes, like, Pick six, we scored, we're up 14, like we're out of the woods. And then I immediately am like, oh, shit, Detroit gets the ball back. <laughs> yes, and that's and that's where our brain was at because, I mean, they were, what, at their own half-yard line, and we were right. like, they're scoring. They're going to score. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I, 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 the one thing I remember about that game was I remember on the podcast, oh, the, 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 the post-game show, the quick one, maybe it was the quick one that me and Andrew did. I don't know, no, Andrew, I don't think in 2017 we were doing the, the daily. So it probably was the, the big main show. I remember I was, I was like super excited and, and some people on Saints Twitter were down and I was like, people, don't be down about it. If the Saints were down 45 to 10 and came back and almost won, you wouldn't be like, well, the defense played really good after they got down 45 to 10. I'm like, fuck it. They won. They're three and two. Don't worry about it. We'll go on to next week. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I just, and people were like, oh, that's a good point. Cause I'm like, it's true. Like if the Saints got down 45 to 10 and made it close, we'd be like, I don't, I don't care that they held Detroit to no offensive touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They gave up 45 in two and a half quarters, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but, but part, part was, of that was on Drew, though. I remember him throwing pick sixes in, in his own territory. I think he, it might have been two. Yeah, two. It, it was. Uh, he, he didn't threw, have a good game. Well, they threw they they he threw an intercept a two yard interception to Alshon Robinson. Detroit had a punt return for a touchdown. Like it, like it was. It a, was Kim, yeah, it was a. Comment. It was a. It was a. It was a cavalcade of just. And, and as a Saints fan, you just you get that. That feeling in your soul that, like, oh, my God, this has happened. But that was that's always fun when you think the Saints are doomed and they end up winning. Um, the Saints, 
the Charger game from either 2015 or 2016 that we actually did a live stream. We did a live stream. Oh, on. the BW Web interception the, game. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. And they're yeah, and they're we're... down and they punt with like five minutes to go and they're down two scores and. The, the 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 Chargers just like implode. They like fumble, and then the guy catches a ball, and no no Saints player is within five yards of him, and he fumbles again. It's you know, it's, it's just like it's like how does this happen? You was know? that was that one where we were going zero and five for the first yep. time, and then we pulled it out? Yeah, yep. and we treated that like a playoff win yep. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that was a good. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a that was a crazy game too. That was another um, game where, where I fought people on Twitter. They're like, I don't care. They're one and four. I'm like, ah, fuck you. This is fun. This yeah. was a, this was this fun. Let me have fun for an hour. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, when they're zero yeah. and four, I'm more desperate for a win. I'm not ready yeah. to start rooting for draft picks that early in the season. Yeah. I, I totally forgot that Lions game was the one that was going to finally get us over five hundred. God. Yeah. I feel so, and and you're right. They owe in two with losing against the Patriots. Like we were done. That was rock bottom. You work hard and play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. For classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD, KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. Ralph Marlboro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. We'll see you there. The Washington game from 2017, the Washington game from 2009. You know it was an underrated game of also, too? The the Falcon game from 2009 was kind of crazy where Mm -hmm. Mike Smith decides to go for it at his own, like, 30-something yard Oh, the fourth and one game. Yeah. And they just – and was it Vilma? He stuffed some cold. Yep. And uh, and the Saints kick Hartley kicks a field goal and they get to like eleven or twelve and zero, and and that was the game I think they clen- I think they clinched the division with that one. So I mean, would it be that- appropriate to call uh, two thousand fourteen week two at Browns craziest shit too? Yeah, uh, the five missed field goals and the uh, blown coverage at the end. No, he's no, talking like- about the twenty fourteen game where yeah. Where- like the one where Rob Ryan and Sean just start yelling. Oh. <laughs> and we're like, oh, shit. 
here we go. We're like, oh my god, something. Is yeah, really, we're, that's that's the moment where the, the first week they they played Atlanta the week before. Yeah, and and you were like, well, Atlanta they got Matt Ryan. You know, they they played terrible on defense, but, but they were good on defense last year. And it's the best roster. Everybody's telling us it's the best Saints roster ever. It's 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 gonna be fine. <laughs> and then. And then you're like, oh, 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 God, oh, because you're like, you're like, if you get lit up, if you get lit up by Cleveland, uh, and you lose twenty six, twenty four, and 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 Cleveland is having three hundred twenty five, you know, Cleveland is having three hundred twenty five yards of offense, you know, you're in a you're in a bad spot. But but thanks Todd for thanks Todd for that memory. Um, yep. You so know, we got uh, what, what about the Ravens game where? Tucker misses the extra point after making oh. like eight eight thousand extra points in a row. Yeah, that was crazy. That was, that was at that was actually that extra point was you know it's one of those things where like they score and I'm like I'm like okay it's going to overtime so I like went into my kitchen and I was like pouring myself a Jack Daniels and not really paying attention. Because I'm like, it's it's extra. It's Tucker. He's made nine thousand extra points in a row. It's going to overtime, and the, the announcer goes fucking bananas. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? What happened? I'm like, oh my god, he missed the extra point. Like, like I didn't even really react. That like I was just like stunned. And my wife was like, what happened? I'm like, he missed the extra point. And the Saints. Uh, that was won. that was the game that R.I.P. R.I.P. Billy Bando. That that was the game where Sean Payton had seen enough of Ken Crowley. Yeah, a, he ne- he the, never started again after that's that. The, that's the game where the Saints. The next Tuesday, I was driving from California to Vegas, and you called me on my phone, and you're like, "They traded for Eli Apple. We got a new <laughs> podcast." <laughs> I'm like, what? You're like, yeah. So, uh, Matt, hang tight. But Andrew, your dad, of course, is always nice enough to join us. Mr. Juge, I was so sad. I asked the guy at Spotify, your st- we won't do it again this week, but your stories of Andrew bankrupting you with phone bills in the thousands of dollars <laughs> from, from France, we, uh, we lo- the Spotify lost because the episode didn't record last week. I'm trying to get the guy, the, our, our, our connection at Spotify. He's going to try to dig it out of the, the ether because I need people to hear that. But if we can't find it, we're going to have to have you on a drunk history to tell that story. But, uh, but what crazy game of the Saints memory do you have? Sure. Yeah. Okay, before that, Robbie, I'll, I'll be glad to do a replay on the whole no <laughs> Listen, again, I just want to say one thing about that Lions game, you know, the crazy Lions game with the big comeback. I remember the broadcaster. I mean, of course, this never happens, right? The broadcaster pretty much said, he said point blank, this one is over. Well, yeah, it's 45 minutes and, in and, the and, third and, quarter. And, and, and the, it was either the announcer or the color guy, but in the play-by-play of the color guy, but whoever said it, the other one said, hey, wait a minute, man, you know, we, we don't say that on air, you know? And basically, he had to eat crow and walk it back. You know, the game I was thinking about was this. I'm sitting, I'm up in Northern Virginia, sitting in a restaurant for some reason while this game is on, and, and I want to see the last, I want to get the last minute or two, so I go in the bathroom. I leave the people I'm having lunch yeah. with to go in the bathroom. It's that Denver game. You remember the Denver game where oh my we God, got the, the two-pointer? You remember that? The so white cleats on the right. sideline? No, yeah. no, no, no. The the jumping – no, the, 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 the two points run back against us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The white cleat on the sideline. Oh, right. Okay, well. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. So, so the thing is – so I go in the bathroom to see the last minute, right? 
and and we I think we scored and tied the game right twenty three twenty three, and and so we're kicking I think to go ahead the extra point, and because That's they right. ran it back we lost twenty five twenty three. Well, here That's I right. am. I'm watch I'm watching this game, on oh, no, and I'm not listen. I'm not watch. I'm not seeing the game. I'm not hearing any audio. I'm watching it like on GameCast. So I'm just I'm watching the game electronically, okay? So it's like giving you script of what's happening. Well, it, it doesn't yet. No, so so here's what happens. It says the Saints score and it's 23-23 and then the extra point is taken forever and all of a sudden it flashes Denver 25 and then it says That's the not- commentary is play under review. And I'm thinking, how can this happen? And then I thought, well, wait a minute. The only way they can hap- that can happen is if they block the extra point and ran it oh, back. Yeah. So the fact that I'm in a bathroom looking at this on GameCast um, just made it completely, um, you know, incomprehensible and, and, and painful. And so when I come back out of the bathroom, you know, my friends are saying, see, what, what happened to you in there? Did you get lost <laughs> all in? And, and it's like, look, you got to understand I'm a Saints fan, you know, and they're like, Hey man, no normal people don't spend that long in the bathroom over So Ralph, Ralph, there's a lot to unpack here. God. There is. Okay. So first of all, terrible Saints fan that you would schedule lunch during that's a Saints right. game. So that that's that's terrible. But, but I, I, Ralph, I, the, the, I does no it redeem him at all that he then goes to, excuses himself from the table, goes to the bathroom and just lock he can't watch the game, he can't hear radio. So he just locks in on script. It's literally like the script of the game is being written for him on his phone. And yeah. he excuses himself from lunch and just disappears for what, 20 minutes to read it. <laughs> uh, you think that's bad? That was that game from that game for my that game was in 20 in um, 2016. So my son wasn't even uh, at that game. My son was barely almost a year old. And I remember that game because he, as one-year-olds are to do sometimes, he had a took a massive had a massive dump explosion, and the Saints scored. I'm like, yes! And then my wife is like, go clean it up. So I'm like, okay, I'm a, I'll go clean it up. They'll kick the extra point. Then then we got to play defense, right? So I'm in the bathroom, like cleaning him up, doing everything, and I hear my wife go, no, what the fuck? And I'm like. They're kicking extra point. What? Ralph, I'm, 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 like, I'm hearing a common thread here. It sounds like I'm, you need to leave the room. Big things happen when you leave yeah. the room for extra and points. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'll finish up. I'm like, okay, the Saints they missed the extra point probably, and it's twenty three twenty three. I go out there and they're reviewing. I'm like, what the happened? She's like, my wife's like, they they're winning twenty five twenty three. I'm like. What do you what do you mean? She's like, I don't know. The dude from Denver ran it back and he's they're reviewing to see if he was in. I don't know. Cause because my wife, every year I have to re-explain football to her. Um, so I was all confused and I was like, I watched, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe how, how I can't believe this. I will go to my grave that he stepped out of bounds. He stepped out hundred percent he stepped out. Oh, he did? 100%. I didn't know that. So oh yeah, so if you were reading the script, this is a part of the story, Dad, that you don't appreciate the Denver Broncos player was wearing white cleats and it it was under review because as he was going down the sideline he appears to step out of bounds and there's a couple shots where his shoe is very clearly out of bounds 
but the referee decides that it's inconclusive. Like you should go back and watch this. I'm sure there's a YouTube yeah, somewhere or something. But it's inconclusive because his white cleat against the white, you know, painted sideline. It's not real grass. It's artificial grass, but it's like you know the white part of the turf. It's kind of yeah. unclear what part is turf and what part is shoe because his shoe is like pristine white, right? There's not like a speck of dirt on it. So uh, anyway, it, they ruled it inconclusive, but like it, it's just clear as day he stepped out. Right. And didn't, didn't they determine also that that play, what the, what the like defender did to the Saints center, the snapper, was was a penalty or should have been, and like they changed the rule going yes, forward. Yes, yes. So there was a little bit of that also, and you know, look. I mean, I know this is unheard of. The Saints getting screwed by the referees. <laughs> I, I know it's <laughs> oh, yeah, really right. it's really <laughs> out of character for the NFL refs to pull pull that move on the Saints. Right. But uh, oh, then one other game I'll mention real quick before I jump off, and then I want to tell you what Saints player I hate, even though I'm out of order. Oh, <laughs> didn't didn't I remember a game? I think it was it, it was it was in the two in the 2000 teens where the Saints were playing the Cowboys, which of course I love to hate. And if I remember right, they tied the game real late in the game with a pretty good comeback in the fourth quarter, and then they won the game in overtime on the first play, like a, like a pass to a C.J. Spillers, yeah, ran all the way, yeah. yeah. What, that's that, that's... 2012. Was that 2012? No, it was. It was. It was. It was like it was one of the seven and nine years. But you know, Probably you know t- the game I mean, and it was. It was great the, because, yeah, because yeah, we 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 made a great comeback. Matt yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. "Yep, right." And okay, well, look, I'll, uh, thanks, thanks for the chat. And uh, the, the the Saints player I love to hate was Aaron Brooks. So uh, anyway. I, I know. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, where I, I, I love, I love Darren Brooks. I don't, well, I wouldn't say love, but I, I'm a defend, I'm a defender of him. But I understand why. Yeah, the smiling after become, picks. I mean, that's that's uh, you know, that's easy. You know, that's that, that's that's low hanging fruit right there. Hitting on <laughs> yeah. Aaron Brooks. Right. Um, but no, but no, the Cowboys. You know, mentioning the Cowboys. You know, the other one I, I remember is the Roy Williams. You know, the chop, the chop fumble strip by uh, Malcolm Jenkins when the game seemed all but lost. Yeah, it was uh, the the the, uh, the Thanksgiving game. That oh was yeah, another was crazy great. one. That yeah. was a great one. Yeah. So Matt's back. Matt, Matt, what you got for us? Yeah, some of the craziest games I remember. I think the first one I ever remember was 2004 against the Jaguars, or maybe no, that was 2003 because we were at my uh, late grandfather's house at Canal Street before it flooded, and I just remember going upstairs. I see the the craziest play where Jerome Payton scores that flea flicker lateral stuff, and then Carney missing the extra points. Oh yeah, that's... yeah. I, I just remember that because I was upstairs, and then I go downstairs, and all my my parent, my dad, and my grandfather were all disappointed, all kind of stuff. And I was just like, "What just happened?" And I, w- I was in in Virginia. I was at, at Damon's in Charlottesville. I don't know if you remember Damon's, but it was like you know a sports bar with multiple TVs, and uh, yeah, that was a bad scene for me. Yeah. This is just a bad place to be that day. Yeah, some other crazy games. Probably every matchup we just had with Washington under Sean Payton, because there were always seemed to be kind of uniquely, kind of unique in some sort of way. Even how, even how we lost. Yeah, I remember. Oh, this was a weird the unknown, game. The unknown who dad game. That was crazy. Yeah. You know yeah. what's a really weird game that I remember is from 1991. 
the Saints are playing the Eagles, and Bobby Aver got hurt, and they put in Walsh, and the Saints ended up winning thirteen to six, but they won, and I just looked it up. They had ninety eight yards passing. <laughs> the, the, the Saints had a hundred and sixty two total yards. That sounds like the Denver Broncos game this year. Yeah, and like the the Eagles quarterback, I don't do you if I told you these names, do you, if Brad Gable and Pat Ryan. And I just remember the Saints defense eating them both alive. And um they said, and, and I that was and it was like that veteran stadium with the awful turf and stuff. So that was just like a like a weird uh, Saints game to remember. But uh, Matt, is there – if I said to you, if I said to you, name me one Saints draft pick that you hate, hated beyond all the other ones, which Saints draft pick would it be? Oh, man. Marcus Davenport? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, oh, I guess you have to go back to 2013, and it would probably have to be John Jenkins. Really? Hmm. He's still in the league, too, I think. Yeah. I guess because at first, I wasn't too enthusiastic about Toronto Armstead game pick because Keenan Allen was still there prior to game pick. Prior to the Saints, you know, pick an arm set. They were pick 75, and my yeah. Keenan Allen was pick 76, and I really wanted them to get Keenan Allen because everyone had him labeled as a first-round pick. They thought he was going to go to Pittsburgh or somewhere to one of the playoff teams. And I'm like, oh, we should really get this guy. He's going to be a stud. And we took Armstead, but when I saw John Jenkins getting picked, I was not in the- enthused because <laughs> he reminded me of – Jonathan Cody, who was just another big fat guy, except he played <laughs> Gamma, and I remember how useless he was. <laughs> and so it just got me some bad feelings about John Jenkins. Man, that's uh, that John that's Jenkins is super random. It is yeah. random. I, li- I like the randomness of it. Yeah, yeah I. But uh, so thanks, thanks again, Matt. Uh, yeah, Joshua, there's also go ahead. one more game that I think was pretty crazy, low key. It had to be 2018 signing up football against the Vikings. Only because PJ Williams has probably the most oh. PJ Williams game you can get. That's right. Where he gets beat left and right and yet still somehow gets a pick six. And, it's, and he scooped up a fumble. That too. That was huge. Like the, Minnesota's about to go up two scores. PJ Williams to the rescue and it ends up <laughs> and like it ends up being a route, but because he makes two huge plays. And I, like, I, when like, I remember that doing the player grades after that game, and I call you, and I'm just like, Ralph, what the hell am I supposed to do with the, with PJ Williams? Like, like he's yeah. getting roasted all game. He played terrible, but he got the pick six. He got the fumble, and it's the like, ledger balanced out, man. With PJ Williams, that's the best you can yeah. hope for. Is the, 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 the debits and the credits equal zero? Article on PJ Williams, and they're just like, I don't know what to make of this. He gets he gets his ass torched by Diggs. And yet he makes two key plays to help the Saints defense win. And they're just like, we don't even know what to grade this guy. 
Well, I think a lot of fans like don't pay close enough attention to what's going on. So like all they yeah. see is the pick and the fumble. And so all these people are like, oh, PJ Williams had the game of his life. He's amazing. Like he played so yeah. well. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, did, he, did he really? No. Twitter, yeah. Twitter Thanks, had a field day though with go. PJ Williams. I, I still remember all those tweets say it really is the PJ Williams game. <laughs> it's, it's peak. That was peak. It's it's a it's peak. PJ Williams. We'll get back to Joshua. The one thing I want to say about PJ Williams that that I've always sort of admired about him, and I find incredible that dude in what he, it was either twenty, I think twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen about his his concussion where you thought he died. Yes, that is the worst concussion I've ever seen in my life. I was like, he's dead. P.J. Williams is dead. And the thing is why I find I admire him and I find him incredible is in spite of that, he is always like throwing his body around. Yeah, a reckless tackler. He's reckless tackling. And I'm like, that dude had the worst concussion I have ever seen. And he still has no regard for his own body. Yeah, That's like it, it would have been totally understandable for him after that to just be like, you know what, I'm going to call it a career like or 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 just come back, but not ever really be the same in terms of like getting in there with tackling yeah, and whatnot. Be like, I'm not like tackling's not my thing. Yeah, like and it'd like, be hard to blame him. Like you go back to that concussion, like, yeah, like you don't recover for something like that. But uh, if there's one thing PJ Williams will do, he'll stick his nose in there. And, and the thing is, he'll, he'll stick his nose in there and. Sometimes he creates stuff. So, yeah. uh, Joshua, what? Oh, Joshua, Joshua, uh, come back in, and I'll uh, I'll hit you up. But uh, oh, there we go, Joshua, Joshua. What you got for what you got for us? Uh, I would raise you uh, PJ out for to the PJ Williams concussion. I will raise you the Damian Swan concussion. That I would raise you like Oof. honestly, that would be worse because he was like on a concussion spree. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and I thought he was going to be pretty good. He showed some really good promise, but he he just yeah he was, never could get pretty he, bad. He he was he was an inter- like he was an interesting guy. Like he had whatever that thing is that corners need to to forget their their screw-ups and just go to the next play and make a play like he had that gene i don't know if he had any if he had enough to be above average but he definitely had that so it was disappointing to see him like just get a million concussions and be done but yeah that's that's a good one um but my games that I have to say, I would have to say any any of the Saints versus the Rams game in the early 2000s. Oh, we were talking were, about that. Oh, yeah. Always, Every time we play the Rams. Watch. Yeah. yeah the, like, it we, was amazing. I think, I think on one of the podcasts we did on the Saints players we hated, maybe, Andrew, when, when we were talking about it. I was talking about how the in 2001, when the Saints went to St. Louis – and came back from like 24 to 7 down and won. And it had been that the Saints had beat the Rams at that point three out of four times, including the mm-hmm. playoffs. And yep. the Rams, we were like, we fucking own you. And Hazlitt like loved to fight with Mike Marks. And they were, the Saints were 4-2 and two after going to the playoffs and winning a playoff game. We were like, we have a franchise quarterback. We own <laughs> We own this division. 
fuck the Rams. We own that. And, of course, that, that was like the peak of the Hazlitt era. It was all downhill from there. But uh, those, Rams downhill. In, those Rams games in 2000, 2001, 2002 were, were freaking amazing. They were awesome, and then Mark Bolger came along and, and lit us up a couple times. That's um, right. Uh, the one game Sa- – Saints draftee Mark Bolger. Right. Mark, but the, the Rams even lit the Saints up with Mark Bolger with Jim Hazlitt as the interim coach. One Which was, that blew my mind. That blew my mind. And, like, at that point in that time, the Saints – I just – a side note, Saints just baffled me. Like, it, I would say in the 10s, like the, the 2000, like the teens or whatever – Saints are really good at drafting running backs. Like, they're amazing. And before that, they were really good at drafting quarterbacks, but not knowing what they had. It drove me up the freaking wall. Uh, you know, Jake Delahome, Mark Bolger, all these, these yeah, people Randy, that they would dr- yeah. <laughs> it drew me up the wall. Yeah. No, you, you great to mention. If you, and if you haven't listened to it, listen to our interview with Randy Mueller. He made a great point because I asked him. I was like, Randy, you were always – really good at kind of identifying quarterbacks. He's like, yeah, like with the Saints, at one point they had Blake, Aaron Brooks, Jake DeLome, and Mark Bolger in 2000. Those are the quarterbacks on the Saints Crazy. roster. That's a freaking – that's four NFL starters. Say whatever they, you they want They cut Bolger. They, they, they cut exactly. Mark Bolger. They yeah. cut him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it drove me up the wall, but my one game that I'll have to say that was just like hands down it, – it's a game we lose, but it was fun to watch – was the Saints versus Vikings 2008 Monday Night Football with Reggie Bush? I just remember like two punts back. Yeah, my roommate. I'm like, this is why we paid. This is why we drafted Reggie <laughs> Bush. This is crazy. And I was like, and I thought he was going to get three, and I, I lost it and was running outside. And they're like, oh no, he got tripped up. <laughs> the second, the second, Andrew, the second punt return that he did, I had to watch it like your dad had to watch the Denver Broncos block the extra point because it started to storm in Paraland and my direct TV went out. So I had uh, to do so it. I was going game cast old school. I was going on my laptop and it's like punt. And then it goes Reggie Bush touchdown. And I'm like, yes, but it's so, <laughs> but it's so weird. It's like you're reading it's text. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a very weird experience. I've, I've had that a couple of times now because like before they had like the streaming service where you could watch it on your laptop or your phone. Like when it would rain with direct TV, like if it stormed, you were SOL, man. And and you just had to like figure get get the Saints however you can. And it's even harder when you're not in New Orleans where you can just like turn on the radio. Like you you really are like out in the dark, so to speak, you know, not anymore, but like I mean, how long have they had the streaming for DirecTV, you think, Andrew? Like, yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't play that game with my grandparents. They had DirecTV as well, and I knew if I was going to be at that location, I had a little radio in my grandfather's workshop, <laughs> and I would just turn it on and sit out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt in the chat says another reason he hates jo- Josh Bullock's is that it led to the signing of Kevin Case behind. That's right. That's my, that's my point about Charles Brown. If you would have had a cascading parade of horribles following <laughs> Charles Brown, we'd have hated it. It makes it worse. worse. Yeah. It does. It makes it, yeah. it makes it so much worse. Like it's um, like, yeah, Jason David to uh, Brandon Browner is kind of the, uh, you know, the apex of, of that example. And it, it's, a, you're, it's exactly right. Um, so we're going to wrap it up. The, uh, the last thing is, guys, if you're, if you're in the chat and you're not a patron, become a patron. We need the support. And, and I'm being 100% honest here. And, and Andrew can back me up here. If we wouldn't have had Thomas producing our show on Monday night, 
that show wouldn't have happened. <laughs> that show, it wouldn't have happened because I flipped off my, my camp, my, my streaming, uh, my camera on my laptop. I was in full on panic mode. And Thomas is just back in Poland, just like, calm down, Ralph. Good on your yeah, phone. you guys only see Ralph on the other on the show side. That's right. He's like laughing and giddy and fun and That's in a right. good mood. Like you never see panicky Ralph. And, and, I'm not. And I just kept saying, Ralph, just put the screen. Like just turn your camera on your phone. Like just use that one. And he's like, No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I was like Bill. O- I was like Bill O'Reilly. Do it live. Do it live. He's like, you know? I, I guess I'm just going to do audio. And I'm like, no, Ralph, no, you, no, can't you can't do that. Dude, you can't, you can't go that. on YouTube live and then, stream and do just I'm like, audio. I don't want to do two. I don't want to wait two hours for it to render. And Thomas is like, why does it take two hours to render it? I will do it for you after the show and it will take 90 seconds. And, <laughs> but, but my point is like – Top, like patrons supporting us and doing the and, and 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 supporting the show, like it allows us to have Thomas in Poland, and he makes the show better. He gets it out there. So if you can support the show, and another reason, become an annual patron. And me and Dave, I promise you, we're working on a, a cool mug slash a gift for all the annual patrons. So you get your gift and you get a month for free. So if you're a patron, become an annual patron. Sign up for that. So, guys, to everybody in the chat that joined us on Spotify Greenroom, we appreciate you. And we will see you again next week in the Green Room on Spotify. <laughs>